Alright. Alright, now, now we have this under control. Yes, we do. We are back at ya with a new episode. And it is chapter 12, The Sun. Now this means... The card portends good fortune, happiness, joy, and harmony. It represents the universe coming together and agreeing with your path and aiding forward movement into something greater. Um, keywords for this, enlightenment, joy, marriage, material happiness, and success. Reversed, it means false impressions, lack of clarity, low vitality, and sadness. It's, again, it feels like a lot of copy and pasting off of uh, Wikipedia for shit. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't fucking know. Go for it, Zaya. I had just gotten to work and was walking down the hall toward the wardrobe room. Zebedee-ba-doo-ba-da caught me in the hall and put his hand up against the wall, creating an obstruction keeping me from passing. He just stood there, staring into my eyes like I had lasers coming out of them or something. Finally, I decided to break the silence. Hi, Zeb. What's up? I asked. You aren't ready for this. You should have been more prepared. Okay. okay. I didn't know what he meant and wasn't sure how to respond but had been really frustrated with how little he seemed to like me and how cold he was. Oh my god, Zayn, I honestly do not care what you think his personal feelings are towards you. Someone doesn't like Zayn, oh no. I ignored his comments and went straight to the heart of what I wanted to ask him ever since I had met him. What's your dick size? <laughs> if you're me, you can just tell. That's true. <laughs> what size is Zeb's dick? Like, fully erect, or what would you like me to answer this in? Flaccid. Ooh, that one's tough. That one's tough because, like, you know, you can't really... You can really only gauge the smallness of it based on, you know... I guess the question is, what type of dick energy does he give off? What type of dick energy does he give off? Um, Zeb is the type of character that would probably give me, like, you know, average-sized dick energy. Because he's not, like, rude or anything. Mm -hmm. Or, like, really crass. He's not, like, coming up to a bunch of female characters in this and being all like, Yes, I am just so great at sex. My dick is huge. So you're saying that Charles has small dick energy? Oh, yes, I do. Okay. That is exactly what I'm saying. Awesome. And Jackson, too? I don't know. I'm gonna go for more of the lower side of average for him. Okay. <laughs> uh, why don't you like me? Zeb looked confused. I never said I didn't. Some things don't have to be said. You certainly act like you don't. No one likes you, Zay. No, no one likes you. Zeb looked frustrated. I just don't think you take our craft seriously. I take it very seriously. You need to try harder. Really important things are at stake. I don't even know what we're trying for. I don't even know what the fuck is going on! Zeb really did take his job seriously, I guess. I nodded and tried to sound serious with my response. Okay, will you help me? I had learned that when someone has an issue with the way you do something, asking them for help, asking them to help teach you what you're missing is the fastest way to get them to feel better about it. Zeb contemplated my question before he replied. Maybe. I'll think about it. If I see real effort from you, I'll consider it. I nodded, unsure of what else to say, but feeling like I needed to add something to the silence. Okay, thank you. I'll try to show you I'm serious. I tried to sound sincere, even though I was mainly confused. Zeb nodded. Fine. I have a meeting with Charles. I have to go right now. With that, Zeb turned and left. Okay, bye. I was actually glad he had ended the conversation, because I had nothing else to say, really. He was such a strange guy, but Charles trusted him with everything, so I wanted to win him over. I remembered what Jackson had said about having to give him time and hoped he was right. Maybe this was my first step towards that. 
I was tired and in thought over my odd interaction with Zeb, which caused me to walk very slowly, so slowly in fact, that had I been walking any slower, I'd just not have been moving at all. At this point, she ran right into Poe's backside. Yes. He spilled his tubby custard all over the floor. <laughs> you made Poe cry, Zade. <laughs> I finally got to the door. I finally got near the door to the wardrobe department when I heard vague sounds of someone singing. A voice which got stronger and more beautiful as I got closer. Couldn't quite recognize the voice, but knew it sounded familiar. It sounded like she was singing along to the radio, and she sounded better than the artist actually singing it. I stopped short of entering the room and snuck just enough of a glance to see who had the amazing pipes. Sophia was the only one in the room. She was half-dressed with her back to the door, and was singing her heart out, apparently while waiting on one of the wardrobe girls to return with her costume. Literally, her heart was just there in her hands. Yes. Yeah. I waited for her to finish the song. She sounded so good that I really just wanted to hear her sing. My first thought was to turn around and walk away. But after my confrontation with Zeb, something stronger in me just wanted to talk to her. I took a deep breath and walked into the room. As I set my stuff down and looked at Sophia, she seemed intent on not looking back at me, instead only looking at herself in the mirror. Wow, Sophie, I didn't know you could sing. I made sure my comment sounded as sincere as I could. I didn't want her to think for even a second that I'm gonna sneeze, <laughs> that I was being sarcastic. I can do a lot of things you don't know about. She was snarky when she responded, but at the very least, she had apparently taken my comment the way I had intended it. Basically, you should see how I get after a few beers down at the bar, and then I get some ping pong balls. Oh, yeah. And then there's the trick with the pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It was a pineapple. <laughs> I thought about snapping back at her, and a few really great replies popped in my head. I quickly pushed out those clever but mean thoughts and chose to be the bigger person. I don't doubt that at all. I can tell how talented you are. I smiled. I decided that I was not stooping to her level no matter what she said to me. Uh, well thanks. She stumbled over her words, surprised by my honest response. I could tell she had been expecting a harsh answer from me and instead was disarmed by kindness. Well, you have both just been mean to each other. Yeah. That's, yeah. I stared at her for a few moments, waiting for her to look up, but it didn't seem she was ever going to. As a result, I just decided to say what I was feeling. I'm sorry you hate me. That sounds a bit narcissistic. It does! Yeah. There was a long pause and more feet shifting before she glanced up at me from the corner of her eye. I don't hate you. I just believe that people should pay their dues. I had to, yet you walked in and were treated like you owned the place. She's not wrong. No, she's not. She's really not. She had finally glanced up completely towards the end of the sentence and looked me directly in the eyes. Sophie, believe it or not, I have paid my dues. Truly, I have. No, you haven't, Zaid. No. No, you haven't. No. Nah. She hasn't had to, like, put blood, sweat, and tears into her performance. She hasn't had to try and climb her way to the top of anything. No. This was literally handed to her Every along... Everything about this was handed to her. Everything was handed to her here. Like, she got everything she instantaneously wanted, which is... You know what? This brings up some good points. This is why I don't like Zade, and this is why I can't really identify with Zade as a character. 
Yeah. It's because she hasn't struggled. And as weird as that sounds, our struggles are what make us who we are in a way. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, when we see characters struggle, we're rooting for them. It's like, when I see someone, like, struggling, it's like, I want them to get what they want. Yeah. It's like with, um, weird comparison, but Stephen King's Carrie? When you yeah. see Carrie being bullied and all this horrible shit happened to her, you are just rooting for her to, like, be her best, go to prom, and then she gets the pig's blood covered in her, and then you're rooting for her to basically kill the bullies at that point. You're, you're rooting for that. But when it comes to these things, it's like when a character is handed everything, the only thing you expect is for them to have this downfall. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, there was like this one movie where it was like this guy who had everything, and then there was like a tree with all these leaves, and he was cursed with like, um, every time you speak, a leaf will fall from the tree, and when the tr like tree is um like has no more leaves, you'll die or something like that. I've never heard of that one. I don't remember what that one was called, but like, you root for people who are struggling, even if it's just the smallest struggle. You're still rooting. There is nothing to root for here. It's like I'm rooting more for Sophia here. Me too. It's like Sophia. You ha you can sing, you can do all these things. Just quit the fucking show. Or at least don't quit now, but like try and find a different show to be a part of. Put your talents to good use. Make something of yourself in Vegas that is away from Charles Spellman and all of these people that are holding you down. Yeah. Because honestly, it feels like this show is holding her down. They canceled one of her performances? In favor of putting Zayn's over hers. And she didn't even do anything. Yeah, and you know how I feel about seniority, but Sophia's been there longer. She's worked there, like, she's been there longer. She's worked hard. She's done all of this to get to that spot. She's even dated Charles. Like, I have mixed feelings about that, but you know what? There are people who, um, there are, it's, it just makes Charles scummy in that sense of where he's dating performers. Yeah. Where it's know, like, I'm about to drop a really dark one here, but, uh, sounds like a regular old Harvey Weinstein. Oh, sounds like every, uh, sounds like every, uh, guy with the casting couch in oh, Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's this whole, it's, and the thing is like, no one's helping her either. You just hear these guys making these snarky comments about her and her attitude. And it's like, yeah, Sophie, your attitude is a bit eh, and you did totally disregard safety protocol. Doesn't really garner the response that you're getting. Yeah. It's like, yes, you're a dum-dum and you should have known to wear your fucking harness, you dummy. But she's just getting shat on consistently by, like, the guys in the show, Zade. The only person who's not shitting on her is Mel, but even Mel doesn't seem to, like, care. Yeah. Like, no one seems to really care. And it's like, Sophie, get yourself out of there. Such trash. It's like, I am more, I'm more in this mode of, I'm gonna support Sophie and say, girl, get yourself to a different casino, become a lounge singer, or like start a different performance, go somewhere, sing, and do something that makes you happy. Do something that'll like, get you like your own show on the strip somehow. Climb your way up. Don't fuck around with old gross dudes. We're old enough to be your dad. Grandpa. Or grandfather, or great-grandfather yeah. for that matter. Don't settle for less. Don't let people like Zade get you down. Cause honestly, her feelings are super valid. Yeah. And then Zade is just all, I've paid my dues. Truly, I have. I spoke calmly and never broke eye contact with her, pleading for her to understand. What is there to plead? You have been nothing but a fucking asshole. Let's keep going. Maybe somewhere else, but not here. Doesn't count if it was in Tennessee. She shook her head as she spoke, 
and pressed her lips together in discontent. Playing some backwoods gesture for Dolly Parton doesn't count. Don't bring Dolly into this, she's wonderful. She but she, you know, I understand where she's getting this. Yeah. I nodded and fidgeted with my hands as I apologized to her. I'm sorry you feel that way, and I'm sorry if you feel like I've been given anything at all that should have gone to you. You have just been given everything you wanted. I'm not saying everything that Zeta's been given should have been given to Sophie. What I'm saying is that anything that Zeta's asked for, she has been given. She's given her own segment of the show. She's working on a performance with Charles Spellman. They gave her all of this makeup and crap that she's never going to really even use for the show itself. Yeah. They give her, like, they gave her a fucking hotel room for a whole week while she was trying to find her own apartment. It took her a week to find an apartment by herself in a big city. Um, yeah, that's a little bit unrealistic. Um... It's like, what? I don't feel anything for Zaid. No. She has not struggled. She hasn't, again, I keep coming back to this. She hasn't struggled. She hasn't paid her dues. She hasn't done anything that really makes me want to cheer for her. What I really want is her to just go away. Right? It's, there are so many, like, oh, there's so much wrong with this, but like, I feel more sympathy for the character that's supposed to be the bully. Because she's really, truly done nothing to, to be a bully. Like, all she's really done is say things to Zaid. That are completely and totally almost 100% true at this point. Yeah, maybe she said some stuff that's a little bit offhanded. But it's like she isn't done anything anything physically to her hasn't done anything to jeopardize her job and then that whole sequence of like just the whole like Zade being like she hasn't even said she hasn't even thanked me for saving her life I'm not even counting that at all because we completely and totally figured out that that was false because Zade is an unreliable narrator yeah because it was saying like she was pushed away like Sophie pushed her away when it's like that's not what happened and the thing is the polite thing is yes if someone saves you you ought to thank them it's kind of like if someone gives you a gift the polite thing is to thank them mm -hmm. but you don't have to yeah that's that's the thing it's like you don't have to I'm not saying don't be a rude-ass bitch and not thank people, but it's like, in the case but, of, like, saving someone's life, I'm not gonna really give a shit if someone thanks me or not. Yeah, because this is, like, actual people's jobs. And at the end of the day, Zaid only really did this for everyone to be, you know, oh my god, you're so great. Pretty much. Had had that not been a thing that was gonna happen, I can say probably with like 95% certainty that she wouldn't have dove, dove in after Sophie. The thing is, we didn't even need that whole sequence. No, we it, didn't. It's not even important at page 225 at this point. No. Let's keep going. We stood in silence for a few moments. I wondered if I should just leave it at that, but it just felt too awkward. I didn't want it to be awkward. I bit my lip and tried again to soften her. If you don't mind me asking, have you ever been asked to sing in the show? She had gone back to looking at herself in the mirror. I've mentioned it, she said while pulling at strands of her hair and making sure it was all in place. So you would like to? I did say it in the form of a question I, and I was asking. But it really was more of a statement. I already knew the answer. Of course. Yes, of course, she answered quickly. Then she paused for a moment, and her eyes wandered briefly before she turned to me and voiced just one word. Why? I had realized in the brief moments of our conversation that I truly wanted things to be okay between us. 
I understood where she was coming from, and even though she had never been fair to me in a lot of ways, completely false, I still saw that she just didn't want to be replaced. She wanted to still be treated like she was important, and I finally got that. Maybe just because I was actually listening to her for, for the first time. The mean and nasty actions came out of her hurt. So you're finally just kind of... Putting aside your own perception. And just kind of realizing that this is kind of where a lot of things come from. And you're realizing this when it's most convenient to you. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Would you mind if I asked for you to sing something during the finale? The new illusion that Charlie and I are building. I would love to have. Did you just call Charles Charlie? I watched Sophia's eyes bulge and her jaw drop. Her chin jutted forward and her perfect flowing hair with big curls fell ever so slightly towards her face. Yeah, I paused for a moment to think about exactly what I had said, unsure of why I'd gotten such a strong reaction. Why? I did that once, and he bit my head off. She shrugged, and the right side of her lip pulled up slightly as she raised her eyebrows. And I was on top of him at the time. Oh. Oh. Sophie, no! No! That Sophie, squirt! Get no, the bottle! God. Get the bottle! Get the squirt bottle! No, Sophie! No! No! Oh, I said while I heard the words that came out of her mouth. I didn't register her meaning right away. I know Zane, you dumb motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. And I pro as I processed what she had said, and its full meaning, it was almost like in a cartoon where a light bulb goes off over the head of someone. My own eyes bulged and it felt like they had popped out of my head. Oh! I blurted out again, much more loudly before starting to laugh nervously. I'm sure I turned every shade of red as Sophia grinned at me. Obviously amused by how uncomfortable her comment had made me. <laughs> I was really unsure what to say and started to stammer words that weren't making any sense. Well, I... I don't know. I... Sophia must have started to feel a little bit sorry for me as she finally stepped in and offered up some kind of idea as to why it might be okay for me to call him Charlie and not her. Maybe if he didn't want me to, maybe he didn't want me to because of what we were in the middle of. It's not as manly. I have a fan fiction that would say otherwise, <laughs> which we've read. Yes. Yes. Sophia pressed her lips together and smiled in an apparent attempt to be friendly. You know, I'm really gonna put this out here, right here, right now, that since she was on top, like, just call him fucking whatever. If he's gonna be a bitch about how quote-unquote unmanly that is, just say do something about it, dumb bitch. God, he has such small dick energy. Right? Getting mad at her while she's on top of him. Yeah. He's just starfishing right there. Yeah. Oh. It's like, okay, Charles, what are you going to do about it? Oh, nothing? Because your Viagra wore off? Yep. <laughs> no more Viagra, that little blue pill. I could still feel the heat of my cheeks being red and my eyes darted all around the room for something to look at. Anywhere, but directly making eye contact with her. Everything looked like Like, everything was penis-shaped at this yes. point. Yes! Everything it's like was you phallic. Walk, it's like you walked into, like, nine different bachelorette parties at once. It's like you walked into sex world. <laughs> Where the nine bachelorette parties were happening all at once. Yes. <laughs> Where they brought their own penis-shaped pasta. Yes. Yes. And lollipops. 
and all of the invitations were written out with uh, with fonts that looked like dicks. I'm not sure how that would look, but okay. Of course you know how that would look. Of course you know how that would look. Surprisingly, it was on like um, it was on like one of those list things on Pinterest where it was like teacher fails and oh, um, no. <laughs> that's even worse. And a teacher had written like it was a thing about teachers check your font before printing out something. The teacher didn't realize- this was for grade school, too. Oh, no. Teacher didn't realize that those were penises making the shapes of the words. <laughs> or at least they looked very penis-like. You know, I- again, really, really surprising moment from Elliot last night, again. Uh, he doesn't know what docking is. <laughs> I'm like, Elliot. <laughs> Someone hasn't read fanfiction in the early 2000s. <laughs> I'm very confused by how it happens, but at least I know what it is. <laughs> Me and the show's photographer, Rebecca, were just getting them all over the place last night. <laughs> Zeb and Charles like to dock. Yeah. Yep. And uh and that and it was even better because WAP by uh Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion was on and the whole line in the song parking the big Mac truck in the garage. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what it means. Docking. <laughs> when really it's a euphemism for penis and Vagina, but no. docking would be more like crashing two Big Mac cars together. Yes. And I said, well, truly, because there was two, there was Elliot and another guy with us. I was like, truly, you guys have both the truck and the garage. It's true. If you are identifying as lady or have lady genitalia, you just have two garages. True. Three, if you're gonna count, you know. Yeah. I mean, could this technically be a tech? No. That that might be like a... But what if you're rimming? I would consider that more of like a four-door sedan. <laughs> Maybe a smart car. <laughs> smart. It's a Prius. <laughs> it's a Prius. It's a fucking Prius. But no, this, this is basically docking. Yeah. Yeah. Except I'm like, you know, everybody thinks get it. So... Medical news with Saya. Um, oh boy. I've had a catheter before. Oh. It's not that bad. Because they're really small. Yeah. So it was, I had them during surgery. Yes. Um, so they had taken them out by the time that I had woke up, but apparently you're supposed to have like a lot of weird feeling after having it taken out, which is not true. Um, but then I was then I heard the one about the guy who got the pencil in his dick hole and I was like A pencil A pencil That sounds so uncomfortable That unless he's into that. I mean I guess, yeah. It's um, almost There's some sadists who like that that's shit. That's very true. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, I'm kink shaming. But you know what? The things we will forever shame. One guy, one jar. More. Uh. Zaya, do, uh, do you know what it is? No. More? No. <sighs> Am I gonna be sad that I have to know what this is? <laughs> I'll show you later. No, I'm gonna Google it right now. No! Okay, <laughs> okay do it. Uh, how do I spell it? V-O-R-E. Okay. What do, what do I have to say with it in case just, I... Just more. Okay, what do... Oh, for goodness sakes. Hold on. My phone is being stupid. Whoa. Um... 
Okay, I'm, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Wikipedia. Here we go. Don't read it out loud, please. I, I'm I'm not going to. Good. I'm gonna pause this then. Well, Saya was like, that's just tame. Yeah, that is <laughs> definitely not the worst thing I have ever seen. It's still really gross, though. But definitely not the worst thing I've ever seen. That's gotta be on the tamer side of things that I've seen that I would like to unsee. Oh, dear lord. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Let's get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot where I was. Same. I could still feel the heat of my cheeks being red and my eyes darted all around the room for something to look at anywhere but directly making eye contact with her. Her comment had caught me off guard, not to mention I just wasn't used to talking about intimate moments with anyone, theirs or mine. In the South, women are still taught not to talk about such things. Say more small town deep South. Maybe. But... That's just, uh, that sounds like a your mom thing, Zaid. Yeah, that's probably it. I wanted to change the subject as soon as possible. Well, so, about the song, would you mind? I would love to have you sing something during the illusion. I love your voice. I finally looked back up at her and smiled. My question was sincere, and I really did love her voice. Okay, as... As much as I want this to be a thing where Sophie gets her moment to shine, where does singing fit into a, an illusionist show? I honestly don't know. Just like how I feel about the house band. Like, what the fuck do they do? They just play music in the background while the thing's going on. Yeah, but usually it's a, you know, a recorded version of a song to make sure that the hits are on the right beat. Right? I- I don't know. Um... Nothing makes sense. But, like... Let's- let's just consider Charles Spellman here in this- in this- in this thing. In- in this moment of intimacy. Why, if you call someone Charles and you're on top of that, on that dick, you're just like, ah, oh, damn, Charlie, and he's like, don't call me that, because that's not manly, like... I don't see it. I don't see it, but if someone were to do that, that just definitely means they have a small penis. Yeah. And they, like, don't feel anything anymore. No. Which totally means Sophie didn't feel anything at all. No. And I'm still feeling kind of grossed out, because, like, ugh. He's old enough to be your dad. And for everybody who says size doesn't matter, to an extent, it does. I feel sick now thinking about it. That's too gross. I mean, it's only, it's only like, awkward if you call someone the wrong name during... Why, why do I picture him with, like, just a fat belly, hairy chest with, like, graying hair, and he has a gold chain that says sexy grandpa? Ah! The chain didn't need to happen. Yes, it did. <laughs> it did, and you know it. I just imagine. I just imagine his fully erect penis being like this big, like a baby carrot. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a little bit bigger than what is considered a micro penis. Think when it's flaccid, like one of those cherubs. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is erect. <laughs> <laughs> He is, uh, no, he's no Michelangelo's David, that's for sure. Oh, he ain't. Ooh. <sighs> she paused for a moment and adjusted her back before seeming to really contemplate my question. She stared directly at me, reading my expression. Well, I wouldn't be opposed to it. It was a calm answer. She spoke slowly and hesitantly, as if she was thinking it through completely. I think she was concerned it was some kind of trick. Cool, I'll bring it up then. I smiled at her, and I was feeling pretty accomplished. I think we had almost had a normal conversation. I think we had almost had. I think we almost had. I think we had almost. Maybe. I think we I think almost... we had almost had a normal conversation. I think we 
had almost a normal conversation. I think we almost had a normal conversation. Yeah, there one doesn't need to be there. I'm gonna get rid of the first tab and do 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 it's gone. As if she had been listening outside the door, one of the wardrobe girls, whose name I never can remember, came in at that moment and helped Sophia into the last piece of her costume. She looked beautiful and I couldn't help but stare. Sophia turned directly to a mirror and pulled her fingers through her hair on the right side. She altered the way her curls lay across the side of her face just ever so slightly, nodding to herself as if she was giving her own approval of how she looked. She smoothed down the material that hugged her hips and gave herself one last look before turning back to me. Zaid, you should probably get dressed, don't you think? You need to be at top of show in five minutes. I instantly looked up at the clock on the wall and realized the clock said five till seven on it. The whole time we had been talking, I should have been getting dressed, but I was so caught up in the conversation that I had completely lost track of the time. Here I was, not dressed at all. I frantically started pulling off my socks and shoes as the anxiety set in. Oh, Jesus! I exclaimed in panic. I'll see you in a bit, and thanks, Sophia said before she laughed and walked out. After that evening's show, Mac and I decided to take a walk. We ended up at a park close to my house, one that technically closed at dusk, but was always teeming with people. No one ever really seemed to care. Even though it was after midnight, we were far from alone. Yeah, we totally were just ignoring the uh, drug deals that were yes. going on. And the potential uh, gang initiations. Yep. And I'm pretty sure there was a dead body. Oh yeah, that too. Yep. And there was a tourist totally getting mugged. <laughs> That's why they closed down parks at certain times and places. Shortly after we arrived, a man shuffling a stack of playing cards approached us. He looked to be in his early 30s wearing a striped shirt and a beanie. He's a mime. <laughs> the cards aren't real. He was smiling at us. Can I do a magic trick for you? He asked, already cutting the deck. Oh, sorry, Max said without missing a beat. She's not allowed to do magic. Thanks, though. Oh, uh, okay, the guy said weakly as Mac and I continued to walk. What? Right? That was really weird. I don't know. We found an empty set of swings where after we spent some time reliving our childhood on them, Mac paused. What parts of your childhood? Let's keep it clean. They were just swinging. Don't say that. They were just swinging. Not, not the part where they're 16 and like fumbling around in a backseat of a sweaty car on a summer night. Wanna sit over there? He asked. We lay down side by side in the grass. Mac was still in his show blacks. I'm not sure if he wore them out of ease or whether he knew that I felt for show blacks. Wait for me to turn the page. The way most women feel about men in firefighting uniforms. Oh, that is so very true. Mm. 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 Just picturing like the tank top and then the. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nothing hits like the dress blues of the Marine Corps, though. Mm. Uh, also, oh. why am I just picturing that someone has um, accidentally stuck their head in dog shit at this point? Right! Because they're just laying in the grass in Vegas. Yeah! In a park. Yeah! Nondescript park. I mean, if I had to say, show blacks are kind of on my lower list of outfits I find attractive, but I mean, you know- they're, they're just black. Yeah, to each their own at this point. I guess. I had at least changed into my jeans and one of my most comfortable t-shirts, though I still had on all my stage makeup. Mac ran his fingers through my hair. She looked like a clown. In the she whole, does! She looked like a clown in the whole fucking circus! 
<laughs> How do you know I'm not allowed to do magic? I said jokingly. You don't know that. There are a lot of things you don't know about me. Tell me then, he cooed. I looked at him. He was staring at me lovingly. Tell you what, I questioned, cuddling closer to him and smiling at him. I was feeling very content at the moment. That was a new feeling for me. It was a nice feeling, though. I hadn't realized that my hair had landed in dog shit. <laughs> anything. Everything. I want to know your past. I want to know everything you're willing to tell me. He explained in a passionate way that felt very romantic. Like, what did you eat for breakfast this morning? Yeah. I couldn't tell from, uh... I couldn't tell after he used the bathroom this morning at 6 a.m. You know, I just like to keep track of things. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to tell him, don't ruin my already broken chance. I'm not ruining it. <laughs> I wanted to tell him all my deep, dark secrets, but I couldn't. It made me feel sad that I couldn't open up and show him my world. Like how that I shoplifted that um, lighter that one time. Mm -hmm. It was traumatic for the store because I lit the store on fire afterwards. Yes. With the lighter. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't find the bodies. I tried to think of something I could tell him, but nothing was really coming to mind. There had to be some interesting stories that didn't involve magic with a K, but in that exact moment, those were the only stories I could think of. I hesitated. There isn't much to tell, really. I grew up in a little town in Tennessee called Centertown with my mom. My mom's parents... I'm gonna say it. Okay. My mom's parents were actual gypsies. My parents aren't together. I trailed off. So her parents were actual Romani. Sure. I realized that the innocent things I was saying could lead to dangerous questions. Questions like, so what do your parents do? Talking about my mom or my dad would be bad for obvious reasons. I played with the family necklace that was hung around my neck. The ball and the stone inside were very important, but I couldn't even explain about that either. I guess I had a panicked look on my face with the thoughts that had taken over me. As I hesitated, Mac put his hand on my shoulder and inquired, Is this making you uncomfortable? I just wanted to look up something and you know something that actually really does bother me? Because this is just something about, like, Romani and then cultures that are, like, about tight-knit communities and then transient, like, people in terms of, like, moving from one place to another. Mm -hmm. Which is where, uh, they're not really keen on outsiders and they're not really keen on people, like, leaving, leaving. Yeah. So it's like, Della sounds like she, like, left everything. And it's like, that's more of what I want to hear about. Right! Especially with everything related to witchcraft. And it's, it, and the thing is, it's like, there isn't just like, when it comes to everything with like Romani or American Gypsies, it's like, yes, I know it's technically, a, it's a technically a racial slur, but that's like another name that they use. And it's like, I'm just, I am so, so like, Apparently, like, I, I'm technically looking on Wikipedia and stuff, but, um, like, there is, like, there are religions, like, the main religion associated with it is, like, actually Christianity, mm -hmm. and then, like, Romani mythology. Yeah. And I think, I don't, I, I feel like the best media that I've seen it represented in was, uh, honestly, Hemlock Grove season one, mm -hmm. almost just because of how it's it had that it had the mythological sense it had the it had the stuff it had the stuff that felt like it wasn't making it too campy at least in season one i don't like talking about season two this story just makes me tired this story just again it's using this as a prop and i feel like you have, like, she hasn't done the research to actually make her character a descendant of this. And here's the thing, like, hold on. 
The other thing is, when you look at... I just wanna... A lot of women who are descendant of the Romani, they have darker hair, mm -hmm. dark eyes, and like more of like a darker, like, I don't, I kind of want to say more like olive complexion. Yeah, because they're Eastern European. Yes. It's like, they look nothing like the character on the cover of this book. And the thing is, like, Della is also described as having this appearance. Yeah. And, hold on. And then if I Google, like, American Romany, the same thing pretty much pops up where it's women with darker hair, darker eyes, and then the more, like, yeah. it's not, like, it's, like, darker skin tone. It's nothing pale. It's still, like, it's light, but it's more of, like, the olive and all that. And it's this whole, like, yeah, of course, in any culture there can be, like, kids with blonde hair, blue eyes, but it's still, like, you're just... It's not going to be, like, a common occurrence. Those are both recessive traits. And the thing is, the only... If you wanted to make a statement on it, say it's, like, a certain trait, or it's kind of like, um, an example I can think of is, like, a Arthur from, uh, like, Aquaman, basically. Mm. Him having blonde hair is unusual when it com comes to, like, his people. They wanted to, like, kill him as an infant, but they just sent him to the surface world, basically. And it was seen as unlucky, and it's, like, it's a thing in cultures where it's, like, certain characteristics that aren't normal are seen as unlucky, or they're seen as sacred, or they're seen as it's a sign of something. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, if you wanted to do that, I could see that. If you wanted to make up your own mythos, like, saying, huh... You know what could have been interesting? If maybe in this world there were oracles of sorts. And these oracles could tell the future with tarot cards or just other means. They had visions and so forth. And the traits of the oracle were fine blonde hair. Mm. And then whatever the fuck her eye color is. Yeah. Because it's also said that her mom has the same characteristics. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, like, what your skin color is. It's just the combination of the hair and eyes that make it unique to this role. Mm -hmm. Meaning that there can be more than just one or two. Yeah. That sort of thing. Or if you wanted to make it kind of like... Can you move your food real quick? No. If you wanted to make it like the Sirens and the Borderlands, you could say that there's only, like, seven in the world at some point, and this is how they're identified. And then maybe some other identifier. I no, don't know. This is not a good story. This is not a good story. This is just boring. And literally the only reason why Zayd looks like this is because that's how the author looks. Yep. Yep. I shook my head. Look, I don't mind telling you anything. Really, maybe I just feel put on the spot. You usually get to know someone well over time because things happen and they tell you things and eventually you just know it all. You've known each other for, like, almost a year at this point. Half and a year? Um, it hasn't been a year yet. I said almost a year. It's been a while. I don't know what time. I don't know what's happened at this point. They hated each other for, like, a good port, like a good Fair chunk. Fair I stopped. I was rambling, and I was pretty sure I had made my point. At least his question wasn't about my parents. Sure, Max said, but I could see in his face he wasn't about to give the topic up yet. I tried again. Like, say we go swimming, we're in the water. And then that sparks a story about one time when I was swimming and whatever. So I tell you that story. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Max murked and placed his hand on my chest before he stared at me. One time you were swimming and da 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 question mark. I laughed and pinched him playfully. And I tried to drown this guy who was being a smartass. 
We both laughed and he made some sort of comment about how I was about to get it as he started to tickle me. Second time she's made a comment about killing someone. Right? What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, we make those comments we too. We do, but it's like... She kind of almost killed someone with that exploding yeah. glass with the lemonade. Yeah, that's not something we can do. No, unless we like took it and actually threw it on the ground, but we can't do that. No. I'm extremely ticklish, which he knew, and I squirmed about while begging him to stop in between my giggles. Unbeknownst to me, I pissed my pants. She shat herself. <laughs> she shat and pissed herself. <laughs> I tried to move out of his grip, but the more I tried, the more he pinned me down. Finally, he had to stop because he was holding my arms down and had somehow pinned my legs with his feet while his legs were straddling mine, and he was hovered above me. <laughs> hovering <laughs> over me? He moved the hair that was lying across my face and said, I'll stop if you let me do this, and then he kissed me. Okay, I don't know if anybody has ever encountered, like, actually tickling their, their SO, or, like, being tickled by their parents. But the last time my, dra my dad tried to tickle me, I kicked him in the face and scratched his cheek. <laughs> Do not! Do not test me! Tickling is technically torture. It is! Yeah. The next day, I had to go into the theater early to work. <sighs> Odd the new illusion. I heard a cat. Cat? I heard a cat. I don't see one, though. I had been there already for a few hours before I was able to take a lunch break. I decided to walk across to the fashion show mall and eat there since I had extra time compared to my usual break between shows. Since it was closer, I decided to go out through the front of the theater instead of going out the back into the hallway as I would have done if I had been going to the EDR. I was leaving the theater completely engrossed in the music coming from my headphones. At the exact moment, Jackson was entering with his head down focused on his phone. We collided and for the second time, I found myself having fallen on top of him. Oh no, oh, no! Oh! My SpaghettiOs! <laughs> He caught me again, and all of a sudden he was holding me in his arms. Fuck. Fuck. Fucking hell. Sometimes I just wake up and I'm like, what a terrible day to have fucking eyes. Some days I just wake up and wish for the sweet release of death to take me over so I don't <laughs> have to deal with this shit. Right. But at the same time, I realize I made a commitment and I paid five fucking dollars for this book. <laughs> we have got to stop meeting like this, Jackson joked, smiling his movie star smile and laughing while he, slow he slowly and gently placed me back on my feet. Maybe if you just pluck your eyes out, you'll stop meeting in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you both watch where you're fucking going. Maybe if you don't get as distracted. I blushed heavily. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I stammered I was so embarrassed that I had yet again crashed into him. He was going to start thinking I was doing it on purpose. What's so wrong with doing it on purpose? Nothing. Shrug. Jackson looked mildly perplexed for what, he wondered. I straightened myself and, and look around. My typo? My there's a typo. Yeah. I straightened myself and look around to see if I had dropped anything while I replied. I'm not usually this clumsy, I swear. I assured him with my syrupy southern drawl, which has varying degrees of prominence in my speech. Well, we finally got that answer. I'm not that clumsy, I swear. Sometimes it's barely there, but others, especially when I'm angry or embarrassed, it's far stronger. You'll probably want to start calling me the Hurricane. Isn't that a bit too soon? Yeah. 
just in general. It doesn't even make sense either. Hurricane Scheherazade. Oh. Jackson's eyes twinkled. Don't threaten me with a good time. Mm. Panic at the disco oh. enters. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, are you sure you want to get your dick stuck in a hurricane, Jackson? <laughs> I mean, do you? <laughs> I mean, gale force winds <laughs> ripping your dick so off. <laughs> gale force winds ripping his dick clean off. <laughs> I'm gonna bring a lot of new meaning to the term helicopter dick. <laughs> it just flies off. It's found on a weather vane five miles away. Yes. Uh, you can plow into me anytime. You are my favorite hurricane. <laughs> it's like the goddamn screen door. <laughs> It's so weird that I want to bang you like a screen door in a hurricane right now. <laughs> a little. <laughs> a little. I blushed and smiled stupidly. There I went again, feeling weak in the knees. Wait, she smiled stupidly? Doesn't she just always look stupid? I think so. I giggled nervously and backed up half a step. Just half a step? Just half a step. Half a step. Jackson moved in just a bit closer to me. Taking a full step and getting right in front of me. His man boobs right in my face. <laughs> I was almost now pushed up against the wall. Jackson pressed his left hand against the wall. He had me almost pinned and was looking right at me. So he copied on her. Huh? Copied on? Oh, yeah. It's the, it's, yeah. The, it's the thing in the anime. Yeah. <laughs> it is the anime. <laughs> Suddenly, a little girl who couldn't have been older than seven or eight ran up to me, trailed by someone who I assumed was her mother. You're the girl from the show we saw last night, the girl's mom said incredulously. Yeah, I said sheepishly from under Jackson's arm. That's me. You were incredible, the woman gushed excitedly. You're all my little girl Sarah can talk about. We are staying here at the hotel. Would you mind if I got a picture of her with you? Don't do it, she's gonna steal your soul. Right. Jackson backed away to give the little girl room near me. I smiled warmly. Sure, hi, Sarah, I'm Zaid. I beamed down at the girl and then bent down beside her for the photo. Sarah was adorable with cute ringlets in her hair and a smile that could melt your heart. She threw her arms around my neck. I want to be you when I grow up. How sad. Very sad. I'm sorry, Sarah. <laughs> We smiled as Sarah's mom took the photo. Well, you certainly can be, I explained to her, and then I hugged her tightly before rising back to my feet. Please, Sarah, don't be like Zade when you grow up. No. Please don't. I'll pay for your college tuition, I swear. Yeah. Even though I have no money, I will pay for your college right. myself. I will sleep with a million ugly rich dudes to pay for your education. And she will do it too. I will do it. She will do it. I have not done it for myself, but God damn it, I will do it for you, Sarah. She will. <laughs> nice meeting you both. Bye, Sarah. I waved as they walked away. When they were out of sight, Jackson edged closer to me again. So what has you here so early? He asked with a gleam in his eye. Charles asked me to come in and work on a new illusion with him, and by new illusion, I mean sex. <laughs> Keep reading. I've been here all day, just going over to the mall to eat. Hi, Bean! It's a bean! He just booped his face. His head against he must my be leg. annoyed with Eli, who's downstairs. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jackson apologized with a, with genuine pity, as if he had something to do with wor with me working all day. 
I chuckled. I don't really, I don't mind really. I clarified. I like being here early. It keeps me focused. No one likes getting into work early. No. No one. Absolutely no one. Even if you like working on a set, no one likes no. getting into work. Early. Because the odds of you, the odds of coming into work early on a film set are like fucking 4 a.m. Yuck. On time is like 6 a.m. Jackson studied me. You take your work really seriously. I like that about you, he nodded. I blushed again. You know what they say, surround yourself with people that take their work seriously, but not themselves. Is that, a, is that an actual thing? I loved quotes and sayings. I, I don't know if that's real. I had one for almost every situation. I could rattle them off all day. I guess- Don't stick your dick in the toaster unless you want to get really electrified. Yeah. See, you can just make up anything on the spot. <laughs> I guess it made me feel like I could always comment on something without sounding dumb. Though I was one- I was starting to wonder if I used them too much and if it made me sound cheesy. Zayd, why do you care so much about what other people think about you? Cause she's very, um, self-centric of herself. Yes. Well, you should stop taking your- yourself so seriously then, Jackson commented in a very serious tone. She also doesn't realize that she smells like Fritos and Funyuns. Yeah. Which I knew was him being extremely sarcastic before he broke into a smile and poked me in the arm. I'll get right on that, I smirked. Although I was enjoying our banter, I was getting hungry and I wasn't going to have enough time to go and come back if I didn't leave right away. I would have invited him to come, but I knew he was about to start band rehearsal. That's why he was there. Sorry again for cracking cra <laughs> cracking into you. <laughs> crashing into you. Sorry again for crashing into you. Like I said, you can do that anytime, he remarked, eyes glinting as he raised one eyebrow and shrugged. Charm just flowed out of him the way most people sweat on sweat in the hot in the sun on a hot day. Oh my god. Why is this sentence so difficult? Charm just flowed out, out of him. him the way most people sweat in the sun on a hot August day in Tennessee. It got hot in Vegas, like 124 degrees hot, but it was a dry heat. And let me tell you, it was not as sweltering as humid 90 degrees in Tennessee. As a, hu as a humid 90 degrees in Tennessee. You will sweat buckets without even lifting a finger the moment you step outside. Jeez, wait until you see what it's humid at just 80 degrees in Minnesota. Right? Holy shit. See you in a few, I asked, even though I knew the answer. I just was having trouble with exactly what else to say before I left. You can count on it, he affirmed. I began to walk through the open corridor that led into the casino. I wouldn't say the place was bustling, but it was busy for 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. I caught myself turning around right before the door of the theater would be out of sight. Somehow I knew that Jackson would still be standing there watching me walk away. He hated the. Uh, he hated her. He hated his... but he watched. He loved watching her walk yeah. away. Yeah. You messed that up completely. I it was so dry. did. It was still okay. <laughs> I locked eyes with him. Most pe most people probably would have been embarrassed to be caught like that, but if he if he was, he didn't show it. He simply smiled and waved at me. I laughed a little to myself, smiled and waved back, and then turned around, disappeared out of sight. Just tell us how charming he is five more times, and we'll believe it. Oh my god! Just tell us five more times, Zade, that he is a charming, charming man. And I'll believe you, but Why I don't. Why did that feel like it lasted for so fucking long? Because it feels like it lasted for so fucking long. This book just directs. It does. That's the thing. A lot of it is just padding. Nothing is... What really happened? Nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing. I mean, we had some resolution with Sophie? 
but not really at the same time. <laughs> the only reason why the resolution is happening is because Zayd is doing something for Sophie on a whim, because because she came in on her singing to the radio, and it's like, what? She's she's taking a cat break. She's currently. If I had a cigarette right now, I'd be smoking. I'd be chain smoking like a chain smoking like a sinner who's living their last day on earth, that sort of thing. Take her down, Barry. I believe in you. Hi, big vegan eyeballs. Yeah. This my son is all eyeballs. Yeah, he is just a complete. He's a cat who's just eyeballs. Oh. Oh, he just sprinted off of his mother. He's like, nope, I don't want to deal with this. He's like, he's gonna jump over your head. Oh, that was so cute the way his little butt wiggled before he jumped. Are we, we're gonna finish this book, aren't we? I think so. Beautiful, she's telling me we'll be wet. She's picked out a king-sized bed I couldn't feel any better Or I'd be sick Tell me quick 